Welcome to the Chef of X podcast. So I was never really planning to go to community college, but、mm. my grades were sort of subpar in high school. I wasn't really trying or doing anything, and. My parents wanted me to go to universities near、uh, where I live, so I wouldn't have to leave home.、Yeah. But I really want to leave home. I want to do things by myself and not have a curfew and ask my parents. So is home? Pause. I'm gonna keep jumping、mm-hmm. in. Is home in this state? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> hey, this is a highly international school, so I don't know where anybody's from. I met this guy yesterday. He was like regular white dude, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I、uh, grew up in Dubai." This、wow. is like my first month here, <laughs> so I always push it when someone says, "Okay, I wanted to leave from home."、Uh-huh. What are we talking about? Are we talking about Russia, or are we talking about like down the street? Oh yeah, I just live like maybe an hour away from here. Okay, okay. Half an hour, yeah. Anyhow, so, so you want to? I guess to... to save money and to sort of compromise with my parents, I'm going to De Anza for a year. I have a lot of credits from high school, and I took some、uh, college classes during high school too. So I will have enough credits to transfer to a UC next so, year. So wait a minute. You said your grades were subpar, but you're、mm-hmm. also saying you had a lot of credits from high school. Oh, AP credits.、Sorry. So the、yeah. way that that worked out was you didn't perform well in the class, but you did well on the tests. Or how did that、uh, um, balance out? Because normally it's you, either either both or neither. Oh. I mean, I understood the subject, so I could pass the tests when I took them. Yeah.、Um, and I actually did pretty well in all my classes except for math. And、mm. since yeah, I'm not really that great at math, and I didn't try or study or do that much, so、yeah. my only bad grades were in math. But they like brought my GPA down, kind of a lot. What's、yeah. your major? Is it related to math?、Um, I'm hoping to major in chem, chemistry. Okay. Hoping to go into forensics. Ah, okay.、Yeah. To catch criminals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good career. So、um, I actually、um, am hope- hoping to major in math.、Mm-hmm. Um, but I I also did not、uh, originally want to go to community college, but I went to a school out of state,、mm-hmm. and then when I came here, I.、Uh, Assumed. Oh yeah, I'll be able to like transfer into San Jose State pretty easily. That's not the whole story, but in summary, <laughs> and、uh, that wasn't the case. They said like because the credits were different between the states, whatever the the, the standards were different.、Um, I didn't. I needed to take at least one class at De Anza, and then after that, I just kept taking classes. Like part of the motivation for me. Is actually a bad reason <laughs> to go to a school, but it's because I got、uh, like you know the eco pass. Uh huh. Yeah, I had the eco pass <laughs> from De Anza, and and I also had the bog fee waiver, so it was like the way that the finances worked out. It was actually kind of cheap if I just kept going to school, like even for the eco pass. Uh huh. Yeah. So it was like part of it was a transportation decision, but、uh, anyhow, yeah, it, it was.、Um, It was a weird road. I didn't. I think I only took three AP classes, but I did well. And what the part of the reason why I asked you was because in math specifically, I had、um, 
a situation where I didn't perform in the course, but I did really well on the test. Oh. Yeah. So, so I get like, I don't think I have much test anxiety, but for some people, you know, it really is. It doesn't match up. Like doing well in the class doesn't mean you're going to pass the AP test, and then not doing well in the class doesn't mean you're going to fail the the AP test. So, um, yeah, when you said like, oh yeah, I kind of got subpar grades, so I ended up at a community college, but I had all these credits, and I'm like, hmm, that's weird. And also. People have different evaluation systems for what counts as subpar. You know, some people think、oh. a B is subpar or A minus is subpar, and other people think like a C plus is pretty good because it's better than average. So、uh, everybody has their different system. So did you apply to universities? Um. Yeah, I applied to the ones nearby. Okay. And I got accepted to all of them, I think, but I don't want to go to any of them. Mm, I want、okay. to go a bit farther,、oh. so I'm hoping to go to community college, stay at home for a year, and then move out for a bit. How far are you gonna go? I don't know. Like East Coast. <laughs> I kind of want that, but I don't think my parents would let me go that far. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I think it was pretty hard for me to choose community college because. A lot of the friends I have are like going to really good colleges, like Berkeley. Yeah. I have a friend who's going to Yale. She's、yeah. in Yale right now. And I don't know. I just never really told them that I was going to community college because the shame, the yeah, guilt. They sort of always talk、uh, bad about people who go to community college. They're like, they always joke around, like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally going to UC De Anza." Uh, I'm not going to get accepted, and then they got accepted to all these good schools, and yeah, I don't want. But you did get、down. accepted, accepted. Yeah, but they weren't like too so, prestigious. So did you? Did you? Let me put it like this: Did you also apply to the East Coast schools, to the Yales, to the Berkeleys? Oh no. So no. you potentially could have been accepted, but you didn't give yourself a, a shot, right? You'll never know about what could have been. <laughs> so my point is, they're not necessarily better than you. One and two, if they're going to be talking shit, I mean that's that's a bad character trait on their side, right? I don't know. I feel like it's sort of this mindset that a lot of people at my school have. They're、yeah. all I don't know, really competitive about grades and colleges and stuff. Yeah, so, I understand.、Mm. It's really、um, it's really just a, a subculture that. It makes sense to be a part of, in the、yeah. country is is one where the, those are the, those are the factors that predict success. So, it makes sense to kind of be obsessive and even snooty, if you worked hard for it. One,、mm-hmm. right, and two,、um, there's actually going to be a meaningful output at the end of all of it. I mean. One thing that I find kind of silly, is, and I do this, but one thing that I find kind of silly is being having an in-group, out-group mentality when there aren't even benefits <laughs> to being in the group. You're just in the group just to be in the group. Like it's not even a group that's worth being a part of from a I don't know financial standpoint, from a life trajectory standpoint. Like I I associate mentally.、Um, I realize, as a skater, more than I need to, 
a lot more than I need to. It's it's actually I make fun of it all the time. I recommend people don't do it, right? Okay. <laughs> unless you're unless you're like a, a kid in the sixth grade or whatever. Um, but I recommend people like you have the beginning of the sport is you basically you might as well take a skateboard and whack your shins with it nine times every morning that's basically what you're doing <laughs> when you're learning how to skateboard that and you're scraping up your knees and elbows you know you're just learning physics by experimenting with your own body and it's not even interesting physics it's like basic mechanics you know this is a rough street and my skin only has a certain uh, elasticity or whatever and i'm i'm smearing it on the street and that's oh now i learned you know I'm, i try to jump off these five stairs and and the board slips out from under me and now i learn oh yeah that's what the force feels like but it's not even something really worth doing the beauty in it is that as a kid for me it represented infinity it represented like, wow, people could do that. What else could be done, you know? Uh, it was like a powerful metaphor. But the reality of it is not a metaphor. The reality of it is just, you know, people standing on a friction-reducing piece of wood moving along in, in some vector V direction, whatever. <laughs> that's it. That's all that's happening. But the metaphor is still present in my mind so that I'm still associated, even though people are scraping their knees, whatever, I'm still thinking, oh, but it, you know, it well, represents... Well, we give these things meaning. We give them meaning. Yes. Well, the thing is, being a part of a snobby Yale group, <laughs> you know, you see a Bianza. <laughs> <laughs> being a part of that group actually does have real meaning in the world. As shitty as a mentality, you know, as shitty of a mentality as it is, mm-hmm. I can also see where it's coming from, and I say, all right. These are just, you know, we're not that far off from chimps. What do you expect? Even somebody who goes to Yale is still, you know, go back down their family lineage far enough, and you're going to get something that uh, looks like a Lucy. You know what I mean? So you shouldn't expect that just because you're pursuing something that puts you on a positive trajectory in the world that you're not going to have these in-group, out-group attitudes, and you're not going to attach meaning to things that are kind of fucked up, you know? Um, but you don't have to worry about them. You know, they're... I feel like in the grand scheme of things, especially if you're doing forensics, what's the difference between Yale forensics and name your other, some normal school forensics? There might not be that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. You know? Just watch uh, CSI or whatever, or whatever the name of the show is. Not all those guys went to Yale. Uh, <laughs> show. Bad way to make the point. <laughs> we're, we're actually, speaking of which, um, pathos, ethos, logos. The chimp example. What is that? That's appeal to saying people who go to Yale aren't that far off from chimps. <laughs> logos. <laughs> I guess, well, it is logos in a way, but really it's the emotional point, I think, yeah, is the yes, pathos. But... <laughs> I'm going for the imagery. <laughs> but it is logos. It's true. Not that they're any more or less uh, evolved uh, than any other uh, hominid walking around. <laughs> but that's the thing. Whenever, whenever uh, I think that's my personal pathos slash logos, is if somebody's hating on me, just think, well, yeah, but they're also a hominid, you know? 
They're also just <laughs> <laughs> like, like you may have gotten some things right, but overall you're still the same animal brain, uh, which means the majority, uh, the difference between you and these people who are hating on you is uh, negligible. So. So is there is there like a forensics community here? Are there other people who are kind of doing a similar path as you or chemistry I path? I haven't I'm guessing? met anyone yet. Yeah. Like that. That's gonna be weird. Well, are you in chemistry classes now? No, I tried to apply. And I, I mean, I tried to register for classes, but all the classes were full by the time I got to <laughs> sign up for classes. Yeah. So like the only the only like class related to my major right now is physics. Yeah. Are you in that right now? Yeah. Do you like it? Um, we have two. We have like two quizzes every week, and it's pretty intimidating because oh. like I can panic during tests, and oh, it takes yeah. me like maybe five or ten minutes to calm down and actually work and get into it. Yeah. But the quizzes are like eight minutes, so. Yeah. Who's your teacher? Uh, I have Professor Francis. Don't know. I only know one, and I'm just hoping that you say that name. But it's uh, Ronald Francis. No. I don't no. know. It's, uh, it's somebody, uh, it's a weird name. Newton. Oh, I heard he was good. Yeah, yeah. That's a, who I was hoping you would say, but Francis, I can't, I can't say one thing or another about him, Ronald. Yeah, it's yeah. a guy. Yeah, I, I, physics was one of those courses that I really, uh, I really did not do as well as I had hoped because, but the thing was, <laughs> The thing was, it wasn't that I didn't understand it. It was that I always had these small gripes with the teacher. Oh. Where I just didn't respect the way that things were going down. I didn't respect... Basically, it was one of those situations where if I got an A, I wouldn't have even respected the A. Because I, what it meant was something that wasn't very meaningful to me. Um, for example, some teachers, they're really big on memorizing stuff where they're really big on uh, doing something in one particular way when there are nine possible ways to do it that are all correct. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, just weirdness. Uh, labeling diagrams. Actually, labeling diagrams is pretty important. But sometimes... I, I think once I had a teacher who kind of used a different approach, I got spoiled. And his approach was more of, do you get the essence of the problem? Uh-huh. If you do you got it right. If you don't, you don't have it right. So he would give problems where nobody could get the right answer, where it's just like, it's too long or it doesn't, like we haven't learned enough. Mm -hmm. So the, the objective was to see what your process was and to see if you could explain what was missing or things like that. Like almost every problem was a trick problem. And uh, I loved it. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a weird creative way of teaching um, physics. And ever since I had him, I, I didn't really give a fuck about all the rest of the teachers who were doing it like the old school way. Okay, you need to draw, like, if you don't draw the arrow, then that's a big deal. Like, that's minus half the points. I'm like, this is important. I'm, I'm not saying it's not important. Listen, uh -huh. I'm not the best student. Let me start off by saying that, all right? I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm better than I actually am. It's just that... In my physics experience, I almost always got B's and C's, not because I didn't like it, but because I just lost respect for the professor really early on, and then um, it didn't work out. One class I got an A in, where it was like, I felt like I should have failed the course. 
So I was actually upset that I did well. And and, oh and then it added to my disrespect. Because the curve must have been so, like, harsh oh. that even though I didn't understand it, they like, I still somehow got an A. Like, that's how terrible everyone else was. So, <laughs> so it worked out. But I don't respect stuff like that. Like, I'd rather just take the you L. Once you earn and, it. Yeah, yeah. And then just take it again, and then I'll understand uh-huh. it. But now, like, I have the A, but I don't think I really understand it. It was um, electromagnetism, too. Oh. So you think, like, the professor graded you guys, like, too easily? Gave you the A too easily? Well, in that case, yeah, it was too easily. And then in the other case, I thought it was emphasizing the wrong shit. But, but, like I said, I could be wrong, and I'm probably wrong about it. I'm probably just mad that I didn't (laughs) get A's in, in the physics courses because I really, at the time, like, when I was in high school... I was pretty interested in being involved in physics, uh-huh. like in late high school. Um, and when I went to my first university, <laughs> when I went to my first university, I, I performed better in the math courses than in the physics, but it still kind of bummed me out. Oh. And then I, I took a couple of engineering courses as well. Same problem. like. It's just, I just, I, it was more of like a pedagogy thing because I, I grew up, which is teaching style. I grew up in Southern California and while I was in high school, I was a fairly productive guy and I managed to get into this program at uh, UCLA, where was, which was like, it was like a summer program to help high school students. Okay, we want you guys to apply to UCLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. So I did that and then, uh, a part of that whole program was learning different teaching styles um, and, and what the benefits and detriments of them are. And it turns out that, in summary, uh, teaching styles that involve more creative input generally help information stick for most people. It's different for everybody, though. So then I went to school in Alabama. That's a bad act. Alabama. <laughs> I used to be able to do a good Alabama accent. Um, Why did you go there? Why? Yeah. There's a lot of weird reasons, but... Okay, so let me tell you... I don't know the real reason, but I will tell you the factors that influenced me. Okay. (laughs) So, so, uh, at the time, I was a part of this... uh, You're aware of, like, fraternities and sororities. Uh I was a part of a junior fraternity, which is like a fraternity for people who are not old enough, because I was in high school. And a part of this junior fraternity was, uh, first of all, it was a black fraternity. They're, they call them the Divine Nine. I'm not sure if you're aware of these things. But, no. uh, <laughs> but uh, they call them the Divine Nine. There's like nine, nine black Greek fraternities and sororities. And they're supposed to be whatever. So anyhow, one of them happened to be in my city, and, and their, their son or sons, said, we're going to found a junior fraternity. So they did, and they did at my school, and I was like one of the few, you know, one of the first few uh, lines to cross into the fraternity. Or junior fraternity, excuse me. So a part of that was um, mostly doing, like, these African dances called Steps, which was, like, my obsession. But a part of it also was doing kind of community-based things, and, uh-huh. and one of the big things was uh, they have this recruitment event for black colleges. Have you heard of these? 
Might have. They're called HBCUs, all right? And, uh, you know, in the history of this country, black people were not allowed into regular colleges. Like, had to go back far enough. Mm -hmm. So eventually people decided to found black colleges. And, uh, and then now in the present day, uh, of course, black person could just go to Berkeley. But these black colleges still exist. So I got introduced to these black colleges basically through this junior fraternity because there's this thing called the Black College Expo, and it was a yearly event for our junior fraternity to go to the Black College Expo. So I went. You know, I had really no understanding or no interest, but since I was there, they have this, uh, like, sign up on the spot, like an instant, <laughs> like you can get an instant acceptance if your grades are good enough. And my grades were really good. So I just went around, got a bunch of instant acceptances, um, and then just showed them to my friends and went home. But there was something that kind of stuck with me, which was that it wasn't just an instant acceptance. It was also an instant acceptance plus a scholarship. Oh. Yeah. So, so now I'm leaving this Black College Expo thinking like, uh, probably not, but... When it comes to safety schools, that's like the best possible deal you can get. Is not only am I definitely in, but I'm definitely in with a scholarship. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought ah, I'll just treat it as like a safety school thing, but I'm still going to just do my normal college application route. Mm -hmm. um, but in the South, their school year is timed a little bit earlier than our school year, so they, they start earlier. And they, after I left the Black College Expo, a couple of weeks later, months, whatever. They sent a letter like, congratulations, you're accepted. Uh, a, a couple of schools sent the same letter. And they said, okay, you have to accept the offer by this date. Otherwise, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so it turned out that date was before, like, I would have gotten acceptance letters from uh, schools on the West yeah. Coast. So it was like a... You know, I had to make a decision then because either I give up the whole safety school thing and just take the risk and possibly get accepted in nothing and go to community college, no big deal. Or I just say, well, how bad could it be, you know? <laughs> like, it's, like, honestly, I'm already in. I might as well just go for it. And for, for what I, I went in as a math major, so I thought, like, there's no possible way you can change the curriculum for math. It's, like, consistent everywhere you go. Yeah. So uh, I thought, yeah, it's, it's no problem. I could just teach myself if I have horrible teachers and I'll get the benefits of like being a scholarship student. So that was a big thing that influenced me. The fact that other members of the whatever uh, junior fraternity had gone to similar schools and said like, yeah, this is cool. It's no, you know, we all grew up in California too. We're going to the South, but we're having a good time. Um, that was a big thing. But also, there, there was another underlying element that I thought was, would have been fairly interesting, which was that I, I, grew up, I grew up in a, I, don't, I wouldn't say it was a religious household, but I was always exposed to Christianity. And the previous generation of my family was Catholic. Mm -hmm. They were raised Catholic. Um, and my little sister went to the same Catholic school as my mother did, for instance. Um, so it's even in this generation, it's in our family. But since roughly the 10th grade, I realized I was not religious. And 
while I was in the 10th, 11th, 12th grade in California, I'd have various discussions with my uh, pseudo-intellectual friends. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I realized that I, I could be in a bubble of my own, basically with respect to my lack of religion. Because I'm in California and it's pretty easy to not be religious in California. Yeah. So I thought, what would be, if I am ever vigilant, right, as far as trying to get out of my own bubbles, then what I, the best case scenario would be to be completely surrounded by people who disagree with me on something that I think is important. So I also saw going to the rural south in general as an opportunity for me to challenge my ideas, uh, oh. to see if like if I would still have the same opinions if all my friends were deeply religious, if if everywhere if I lived in a community that was like you know the church was an important part of everything, and it was for um, for my school. I went to Tuskegee University, and there's literally a church on the campus, and uh, like all the major events, it's considered like the theater of the campus. Um, Blah 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 blah. So it, it it's it's not. It really is very different from uh, where I'm from, Southern California, and uh, but I there's a lot of things I didn't take into account. <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, I mean, even if we're just gonna stick to the whole non-religious thing, it's something we learned in class that when you actually are around people who uh, you disagree with, you're more likely to strengthen your beliefs than you are to challenge um. them, one. And two, I didn't, like, there are certain things, I guess the whole idea behind the experiment is based on the assumption that other people are okay with you, uh, like, they're tolerant. You know? That you're different. Yeah, 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 but what if they're not, right? What if it's oh. what if it turns out <laughs> What if it turns out like here's a big one. Somebody could feel disrespected that you are who you are. They could say the fact that you are who you are is disrespect to me. So you have to change who you are just to show respect to me. Right? And that's a whole different twist on it because I don't want to be a disrespectful person. But if somebody just takes you like at face value, it's like that's the fact that you exist is an insult to me personally. Then uh, it's no longer just an exchange of ideas. Now, nothing ever got too serious for me, but it didn't get serious for me. I think because I I'm kind of uh, manipulative in a in a way. Like I can think on my feet in a certain way. Like you can present yourself in a way that people don't ask further questions. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And one of the things I feel like I've learned and reapplied <laughs> is if you figure out what people value, then you just gain skill. In the, like, if you find out all the things that somebody else values and you have the things that you value or that you can at least tolerate, uh, there's going to be some overlap. So just gain a lot of skills in the overlapping area and advertise yourself only as the things that they value that you also value. Wow. So it's like you want to find the intersection and then don't mention anything outside of the intersection. <laughs> and you'll, and then you'll be safe. It's exactly like uh, what we were saying about, I don't know if it was Rogerian or the Toolman 
arguments, but it was Rogerian. You want to show somebody else that you're in the same tribe as them. Uh-huh. As soon as you're in the same tribe, almost everything goes out the window. But if you're not in the same tribe, then it actually people get more and more like willing to critique who you are or nitpick some small flaw here yeah. and there. And it's fucked up to say it, but the best example of kind of the benefits of being in a tribe, are, I think, are like the way Donald Trump goes about doing things or the way people go about doing things when they're openly exposing their flaws, when they're saying, this, this is something that I know people disagree with and I'm still going to do it in public. Usually that's a sign that they have really strong <laughs> tribal ties in some other area so that people don't even care that they're flawed anymore, you know? And, uh-huh. uh, and so interacting with people, my, my, my understanding of how to interact with a, 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 maybe a foreign is an extreme way of saying it, but a foreign group of people has improved because of that. And largely it's because of kind of analysis uh, analysis of values and analysis of my own skills and figuring out how I can use my skills to show someone else that I value something that they value. Um, yeah. Uh, but a big thing, I mean, just to get back to school, like I said, it was teaching styles, man. I just, I felt, I felt like given the history of the country and uh, the history of black education in the country, mm-hmm. that it's a beautiful thing that these black colleges exist. exist. But I, I also felt that they were not properly aligned for the modern times. Oh. That they were not really training. Like, let me put it like this. The best scholar from 200 years ago would not be the best scholar today. Yes. Because there are different skills that are important today, you know? A part of being a scholar today might be building something, making a prototype, especially an engineer, obviously, right? The age of the internet, making a website, making apps, communicating through the internet effectively, reaching massive groups of people effectively. These are things that weren't possible. I mean, one person can reach a billion people now and it's a matter of skill and it's it's a matter of designing messages and it's a matter of um, deciding what is worth communicating and uh, and and monetizing things that couldn't have been monetized might be a part of like what a real scholar these days does rather than asking for grants because it's possible for individuals to make money etc etc now a lot of this is speculative of course <laughs> <laughs> But, but the point is, what I saw are basically people training as if these changes had not occurred. Oh. So I thought, this is not really, uh, this is not the best possible product. And I hope it's not intentional. But there's, unfortunately, there was some reason to believe that it was intentional, that it's not just an accident. I mean, the, the, the reason why I hope it's not intentional, intentional is because that could be a beautiful story turned into a dark story. The beautiful story is 
people who had been restricted from the education system now have an opportunity to get an education. High quality probably for that time. The dark part could be people think they're going to get a high quality education, but really they get a shitty education and the wheel keeps turning because no improvements are being encouraged yeah. or allowed. Such that, And again, who, who are the people who, if that were the case, not that it is, but there's reason to believe it is, if it were the case that people were getting a shitty education, who would be getting a shitty education? The same people who were originally restricted. Yes. Now, there's a huge difference, which is that you can go to Berkeley now, right? Uh-huh. But, um, but there still is a, um, a reason for trying to make these black colleges as amazing as possible. And the reason is because there's still a lot of anxiety uh, in, in the black community in general, minority communities in general, <clears throat> with respect to their own minds. You know, what are they capable of doing? There has been an, a tremendous campaign in the past to convince people that they're not capable of doing everything that they are capable of doing. So. If you could, so going to a place where everyone has been through that experience is therapeutic for a lot of students. For me, it wasn't as therapeutic just because I already did a UCLA thing, <laughs> which had a similar premise. But for a lot of people, it's therapeutic so that it's not just about learning information, it's also about growing as a person. And that type of growth might not be possible, or it's, it, it might be a lot easier in an environment where everybody's already on that mission versus if you just go to like a um, uh, regular university it might be something that people have to go through as individuals which is still fine but that's the that's one of the gems of, of those colleges is that hey if we do get the education part right then it could be a super school for people who've been through this type of trauma but if you don't get the education right then it, it can still be like a relief center but Ultimately, people are still, you know, reading the encyclopedia rather than going online or stuff like, no, that's not a real thing, but, you know, what's a real example of this? Uh, and electrical engineering, uh, doing everything, the labs, I'm just trying to think of a criticism of the labs, it's not too revealing, but uh, just an obsession with resistors in the labs, let me leave it at that, an obsession with resistors as the primary circuit element as opposed to um, doing more advanced techniques like using simulators or transistors or doing a lot with programming your own software, um, doing a lot with FPGAs or um, microcontrollers, etc. Just like basic battery, resistor, voltage, current, like an obsession with that on every level. Like even the highest courses I took were like that. I was like, Man, we need we need to upgrade our equipment. But um, yeah, anyhow, um, long story short, uh, those were the basic reasons why I went out there, and those were the things I I got out of it. It was one the influence of the fraternity, the scholarship offer, the timing of the acceptance letters, and then uh, the biggest thing coming out was probably thinking about values, cultures skills, the soft sciences, and I still like math, you know, it still hasn't been burnt out of me for some reason, so, um, yeah, those are the things that I feel like I got out of it. Wow. What are your top few schools that you want to go to when you transfer out of this?
replace this godforsaken. <laughs> By the way, this community college feels kind of like a university compared to like PCC. PCC. Uh, Pasadena Community College. There was a similar thing uh, in my city where people would kind of joke about, um, they'd talk shit about the community colleges. Like, oh, you're just in high school still. <laughs> but some people actually, um, they propagate through them and they go to universities, get the same degree. Who mm -hmm. gives a fuck? Right? Yeah. Um, but anyhow, shout out to De Anza, great school. But where do you want to go when you leave <laughs> this, this hell hole, this, what you perceive as a hell hole? Um, I used to look at uh, Boston University, which oh. is like on the other side. Yeah. But I probably won't go there, so I'm looking at UC Davis right now. Really? And I don't know. I know it's like a huge biking community there, and I really like biking. Do you bike now? Um, not as much, because I used to bike and explore like different places with a friend of mine, but now uh, they're in college, so... Yale? No, Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You got a good set of friends. I know. They all went to really good schools, so it was really hard for me to... I just never said anything about where I was going. <laughs> Write him a letter and say, you know what? I'm going to boo-boo-ass Dianza. <laughs> but fuck you guys if you want to judge me, all right? You'll see. When a criminal does whatever to you or whatever, I'm going to be the one who uh, somehow detects them or something like that. <laughs> I, I know the chemistry, all right? <laughs> You're going to need me. Even if you did go to Yale and Berkeley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I hope that you uh, achieve success, you know, however you define it. And uh, I also hope that you... You're not too impatient, you know? Yeah, you want to solve the forensic files or whatever. <laughs> but, but it's not so bad, you know? It's not so bad. Um, the stigma, I mean, I think that's a lifelong challenge, is comparing yourself to your friends or to your idea of mm -hmm. what a good life means. It can really bog you down, and it can get to the point where you're actually living a good life, but you feel like shit because you're worried about other people living a good life better than you. Because uh, there are always going to be people who are like who seem to be doing better. Yeah, and what is better? What is worse? A lot of these ideas are based off of what other people have told to us, like secondhand information. Mm -hmm. But think about it. You've never lived well. This is <laughs> maybe we're getting deep here, but you've never lived a life. So how do you know what a good life is? You know, you don't have any direct experience living a whole life. Or just however old you are, add one year to that. You have no experience living that long. So uh, there may be some things that in the short term appear like, you know, you're living a shitty life compared to your friends. <laughs> but in the long term, you might, you might say, you know what? That actually, uh, I benefited from that experience, uh -huh. or uh, I learned things that they couldn't have learned at wherever your friends went. So uh, everybody gets a different set of experiences, and you got to do the best you can with whatever you've got, right? 
I mean, you can't do the best you can with what you don't have, and it's better to do the best you can with what you got rather than less than the best that you can. Anyhow, the point is, yeah, do your best yeah. and don't worry. You know, um, uh, like I said, Deanne's is good. I think everything's going to be fine. Even if you do miss your uh, registration period for your chemistry class. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a small problem in the grand scheme of things. Um, we're going to wrap things up because I have to work uh, pretty soon. Okay. With the most important, the most question, important question in the universe. In the universe. Okay. Are you ready? Instinct or drive? <laughs> uh, sorry, what? Instinct or drive? That's it? That's it. But it would have to be both, right? You need both instinct and drive to pursue your dreams and goals, right? So, uh, I guess even if you have the instinct, if you don't have the drive to follow it, then you won't be able to do anything. That's right. I'm a real tigger, I got triggers Dip her in honey, I will lick her Like Pooh Bear, I'm too rare You care bears, your crew scared Tape here when the fam's near Cheap shit, that's out Weekends in the kitchen, off the deep end But I'm living Ooh, cleaner than soapbox The Chef of X Podcast Mmm, delicious <laughs>